Care, a podcast where Mitra and I make each other laugh, but nobody else. <laughs> That's the truth. And also there there is an advice component, but mostly it is us talking about secrets that we can't talk about on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Establishing mythology of a restaurant that will never actually exist. And L- laughing at our own jokes. Of course. And referencing uh, a myriad of TV shows that are not actually relevant to exactly the podcast. to anything. Yeah. To anything that anybody is calling in about. No, never, no. never, 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 never. Um, but people keep tuning in. So here we are. <laughs> um, Mitra, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm in New York, Woo! Um, which has been so nice. Um, just been like, I mean, I'm, we're still, I'm still working remotely while I'm here. So I'm like mostly just doing the same shit, but it's been nice to just like, I've just been walking around a lot mm-hmm. and that has been really fun and sweet. I haven't been back since before the before times. Um, the before times. I'm the before times of the panorama. Uh, and <laughs> I have been really, really happy to be here and just like, I don't know. I, I was really missing missing New York, so it has been wow. a very well, positive time. Wow, well, it is the greatest city in the world. <laughs> it is the greatest city in the world. Greatest city, greatest city in the world. Have you watched the In the Heights movie? Uh, I did. I watched it. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Me too. Um, and I can say confidently that I saw it. I can say confidently that I cried like four times. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not confidently, but I can say it. (laughs) I watched it with Sandy and we both were like really big, like in the Heights dorks in high school. And um, yeah, it was just like the whole, I had never actually seen it before because I've never seen it on stage. It was just one of the many things that I like listened to the soundtrack to repeatedly forever. And then like, didn't that happened with Wicked where like I, I went to see Wicked with my family and I was like, oh, that's what happens in this show? Because <laughs> I'd only ever heard the soundtrack and <laughs> had no idea really what was happening in the show. So I was glad to uh, know what In the Heights is about. <laughs> well, In the Heights is like actually they, they changed a lot about In the Heights in the movie. Yeah, like I so will the- say could have done without the fashion stuff. Yeah, that's new and unnecessary. I will say the guy that I am kind of dating and I um we the something we say to each other constantly to um uproarious laughter is shh just let me listen let to, me my listen blog. to my blog <laughs> <laughs> I knew <laughs> I knew I knew just let me listen to my blog and first twice just let me listen to my blog twice 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 Shh, just let me listen to my block. <laughs> no, and it's like, honey, no, we have to have this conversation. This is an important conversation. Shh, just let me listen to my block. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, when the beach is the store, I burst into tears. Yeah, no, honestly, same. It was um, just like 
So sweet. I, I will say, I will say I, I am, uh, I'm allergic to Lin-Manuel Miranda in a real way. Like I break out in highs whenever I see him. Um, and I will say that his lat like seeing, um, him not in this movie very much really made me like it a lot. I thought that that was a really like, I thought it was a cool choice. And I, I actually did find him charming as Piragua guy. Okay. Well, that's where we, <laughs> because that's where we I was, sort of part ways. Because I was so happy to see someone else being Usnavi that I was like, if, if this is, if this is what you're going to do, then that's great. <laughs> yeah, and Anthony Ramos is so hot. So hot. And oh, also the original Benny being the ice cream truck guy. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cute. I yeah. love that. That's like the original Jean Valjean being in the Les Mis movie. Sure. It's, it's true. Exactly like that. <laughs> I saw on Twitter someone tweeted being like, my favorite part of Urgent Care Pod is when Mitra and Joel speak at great length and excruciating detail about musical theater. And we're really <laughs> kicking this off at the well, bang. Congratulations. <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> I don't know if it was the original, but he was in like the 10th anniversary, like VHS. Yeah, he was also watching. George Washington and Hamilton. Oh, I mean the Jean Valjean. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jean Valjean, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then how are you other than you went to Fire Island? I'm great. And I have some news. <laughs> and this... <laughs> so... Um, I had a great time in Fire Island, one of the best weeks of my life. Um, I did go to an orgy and um, right. I did fuck somebody. And after we were done, they said, I'm a chef. Wait, you didn't tell me that you fucked. I know. Well, I met a lot of chefs over the weekend. Um, so shout out to all the chefs I met. But I mean, literally, I did literally a chef sat on my face. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and so this is uh, like it's a it's a real milestone it's a real banner day um because yeah, is this the first is this the first time at least knowingly yeah, that first, you this is the first time i've knowingly hooked up with a chef and i will say didn't need to know <laughs> <laughs> i guess at especially least in the after. middle of the orgy i was like I just want to be a body in this space. Like, please don't tell me you like my podcast in the middle of an orgy. <laughs> Amazing. Not the space. Not the space for it. Um, but, you know, I bet ultimately that's something you couldn't know until it happened to you. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess I don't want to compliment on my podcast while I'm at an orgy. But yeah, like, how could you have known? <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. It, because sometimes it really... you might you might want a compliment while you're at an orgy. But that yeah. is now you know Not that you don't want that compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be more specific <laughs> when you're putting stuff out into the universe, guys. <laughs> I was like, I want to feel good at the orgy about some about my work, and I wasn't specific about which work. You know? Yes. Not the body um, of work, but your body's work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. Um, <laughs> So here we go. I might, That's you know, amazing. what if, what if a chef gives me Giardia? <laughs> what if, what if, what if a chef gives you love? <laughs> uh, no, as, uh, as we've established off pod, people don't, people that I love don't listen to this podcast. Um, famously. <laughs> <laughs> they avoid it. And I am happy about that. Um, and actually we'll, we'll talk about that later on in the, the podcast episode, but um, oh, yes, we do is. have, we do have a bunch of cup dates because we yes. did take a week off. So we have a bunch to get through. So we should probably get on with that. Um, the first one is a call. Uh, and this is a, um, a cup date, a second helping, I believe is what we've established um, for uh, Hot Girl Bummer. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so uh, let's listen to that. Hi, guys. This is a lesbian chef calling in response to my fellow lesbian chef, Hot Girl Bummer. I just wanted to say, Hot Girl Bummer, if you're listening, don't worry about it. Um, getting emotionally invested in somebody that you barely know is part of the lesbian experience. So <laughs> big milestone for you. And two quick things. Um, if you're embarrassed about calling into urgent care crying, I recently got where things ended with this person who I'd known for a week and a half. And I went to work to my pretty relatively new place of work and my manager asked how I was doing and I immediately started crying on the job. So if you're embarrassed, um, yeah, just take solace in that. And then second thing that has been making me feel better is talk to your straight women friends if you have any because their dating life is probably worse than yours. Um, and yeah, it's a lot better to be gay. So I hope you're doing well. Are you doing better? And send you lots of love. And you are not alone. Oh, oh, so sweet. Also, very true about the straight woman friends. I was yeah. like walking with Greta earlier today, and we were just we were just exchanging stories with each other about like past relationships, and it's like, wow so disgusting <laughs> there are so many <laughs> disgusting things that have happened and like not even not even like just like actually truly like the word like meaning the word disgusting like involving like meat in a backpack you know what I mean like literally just like disgusting shit <laughs> yeah. so I'm you know unless of course this girl that hot girl bummer was crying about carries meat loose in a backpack I think things are probably going to be okay <laughs> <laughs> We love lesbian solidarity. Okay, moving on. Um, this is um, uh, I can't I can't remember. Um, this is what did we call this person? Um, I actually can't remember, and it's like transcribed badly. So yeah, I, um, because it's it's Google Auto. I'm not blaming yeah, yeah, yeah. blaming the robots. Um, um, but it's about the person who's who had a friend is, is newly sober and yes. wants she wants to go out, but she doesn't want to exclude her newly sober friend. But she wants to drink, and she didn't know what to do about it. So this is a uh, again another second helping um, for <laughs> that caller, and we'll find out what we called them in just a minute. <laughs> hey, uh, this is. I'm a longtime listener and huge fan of both of you all. Uh, um, I was actually calling in response to Shandal Queer, who uh, <laughs> has a friend who's newly sober. Um, I haven't drank in six years, and I've been in and out of AA for a long time, and there's a lot of tools that this person will likely learn in AA um, to maintain her sobriety, but... Um, you know, her she doesn't have to drink when she goes out with the sober friends. She can go to a bar and not drink. But there's like a healthy tool called maybe called a bookend, which is like, okay, I'm gonna go to a bar, I'm not gonna drink, but the bookend is like there's a meeting I can go to at the end uh, at the end of the night, or there's a sober friend I can call an hour after I'm at the bar. There's also a chance that this twenty one year old well, this is not the last time that they'll drink. And part of going to AA is learning some of the, learning some of the culture and tools to stop drinking, but also it's very normal for people to go out, especially when they're that young. And if she really does 
um, if this person who's newly in AA really does like subscribe to that culture, then she will figure it out. She'll surround herself with safe people. But I mean, she, I guess the question was like, how does she support her? Like, we'll just think about not encouraging her to not putting her in places where she's going to be tempted to drink. And that might include not inviting her to a bar unless she says, Oh, I'm comfortable. Like, I'm comfortable going to a bar now. I've had this much sobriety. And there's no, like, hard rules in AA about what you're allowed to do and not do. Some people would say you shouldn't date for a year. I don't agree with that. That's insane. Um, anyway, it's such a long message. I'm so sorry. Bye. <laughs> it <laughs> was, was so long, nice. but I thought it was helpful and good to get someone's perspective who's been there. And I think there's yes. a lot of really good info in there. Yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. I love that concept of bookends. What an interesting, yeah. like, helpful thing. I mean, and I think, like, I, yeah, it, it's nice to just hear from someone who's been through that experience <clears> and, like, <throat> also just give them, pers- like, your friend is not the first person that's ever gone through that. There might be waves in and out of this experience. She might drink again, and it's not your fault if she does that again. And, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing if she does that again. Maybe she's learned the tools to do that in a way that is less, feels less out of control for her. So, yeah. I thought this was, like, a really enlightening message, and I yeah. certainly learned a lot. Definitely. All right. We have um, we have a little email update and I'll read it here. I'm really excited about this one. We got a lot of responses, by the way, in the same vein of this email, but I chose this one because it was short. Hey, cutie pies. In Germany, we do have a super successful reality TV show called Bauer sucht Frau, English farmer searches for a wife. So your idea was actually great. It, it has had 16 seasons already and has been on air continuously since 2005. In Austria, Switzerland, and the UK, similar concepts have also been on the air. Kisses from Berlin, um, Helga. So um, also we received a lot of emails and calls from Australian chefs telling us that this is also a show in Australia as well. So we are geniuses. Um, so yeah, great. Well, we have a good idea then. <laughs> and yeah. We should really run with it because it's never been done before. <laughs> I think that like she should pitch that again. She should like pitch this and be like, I should be the first farmer on the American version of Farmer Searches for a Wife. Well, and it should or be, and, case, I, and we should be doing Spouse. Farmer Searches for Husband or Farmer Searches. But that's, see, it doesn't have to be Farmer Searches for a Wife. Yeah. This yeah. is really interesting because it's it's the girl farmer version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's different. A real and twist. We actually a are real twist. original. We're original. Yeah. It, th- it has had 16 seasons already and has been on the air continuously <laughs> since 2005. Like, I know this person is just stating a fact, but it did eviscerate us. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> oh, and we have one more email, um, which I can read. Thank a, you. A final cup date. Thank you. Hi, Joel Mitra, Mitra Joel. Just listening to your latest brilliant episode. <laughs> what is this, me at the end of every episode? <laughs> and had a thought for the caller whose Persian in-laws are overwhelming them with rugs and other gifts at each visit. Maybe they could donate some of the excess to a refugee resettlement agency that works with asylees from around that region. I'm sure there are folks coming to the U.S. with very little who would be very grateful for a beautiful rug, especially if it reminds them of home in some way. Plus, it would be hard for the in-laws to express offense at this choice. Also, because I understand what this podcast is, I, it feels appropriate to mention that they could also just claim to have done this regardless of where the stuff actually ended up. <laughs> Thank you so much for the weekly laughs. <laughs> Great. Incredible. And I actually, the lie is even better. It really the is. The lie is really, we donated it. We donated it. We donated it. <laughs> we donated it. And someone is, someone, they wept. They wept when they received the rug. Um, we don't have pictures because they're not allowed, but. 
they wept. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we didn't want to like archive like our charitable acts. We didn't take any photos, and there's no evidence, and there's no way to find out if we really did this. But we did this. <laughs> <laughs> so you must support. Oh, um, nice. A bunch of okay. lovely updates and one person yeah, yeah, yeah. that ruined our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a little break and then? I guess so. We're back. Um, and we got uh, a lot of emails this week, a lot of really fun emails. And I'm going to start us off by reading this first one. Okay. Is that okay? It's very okay. Okay. To my bosses at the restaurant, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, I'm usually more direct, but have a cringe, self-absorbed issue I've kept quiet about. So I was a guest on a podcast recently talking about professional stuff and my life. I'm pretty proud of it and have had friends, family, and even strangers compliment the episode. My problem is, is that my boyfriend hasn't listened and doesn't seem interested. We've been together many years and he knows most of my stories already, but honestly, I wish he was like, oh my God, I listened and you're so amazing. Wow, et cetera, et cetera. I want profuse boyfriend quality gushing. I will take all his Hinged and unhinged device. Please sit on my face once it is cleared by restaurant HR. Thank you. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> okay. Okay. So she's a podcaster. Um, Pod Save America. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan. Um, um, on a Ferris podcast. <laughs> Las Culturistas. Um. Um, wants her boyfriend to listen to her podcast. Mm. What is this? What a what is this? Um, Earwolf. <laughs> <laughs> she um, wants something from her boyfriend. She's a woman. Um, uh, she wolf. <laughs> Great, she wolf. That's perfect. <laughs> um. Oh um, God, we're really starting off with a bang. Yeah, yeah. In in with a whimper, out with a whimper. The the yeah. urgent care way. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, Mitra, do you know if Wit listens to this podcast? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, and I can say confidently that none of I've I've complained about this before, but none of my close friends, nor the the man that I am currently seeing, uh, listens to this podcast as well. So, but I, I do relate. think it's positive that the person you're dating doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's great news because yeah. even though we don't really talk about him on the podcast, it's still nice to just like have that a space. safe space. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's also just like every now and then, like, like a bunch of my friends from my hometown listen, but every now and then, like I'll have a friend who's like, I listen to the pod. And I'm like, no, no, like, no, 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 but I'm, like, no, 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 no. I don't want to yeah. I mean, be vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, and then I, just to be clear, like I also do not listen to Wit's podcast. So it, it oh my is. God. I didn't even know Wit has a podcast. American arts and culture review. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about arts and culture, of course. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I mean, meanwhile, I've like seen every YouTube video of this man um, singing "Rent" in college. I mean, so as have I. <laughs> <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> and this is why he can't listen because he he would not be happy if he knew I was sharing those videos. Um, so here's the thing. I, I don't know how often this person is on podcasts, though, because it's different for us, obviously, because this is like our job. Right. Um, and so, like, it's not necessarily I, I don't need the person that I'm in a relationship with to, like, listen to me do my job every day. 
Um, right. But it's like, you know, when I was doing like one show a month in Ohio, it was very important to me that like the person I was dating came to the show. Yeah. Now that I like when I was in New York doing like seven, like a show every night, it was not important to me that my partner be at every show because it was just unrealistic. So like it's about volume and it's like it is fair to like if if this is not something that you do regularly, it is understandable that you would want your partner to listen to it and like compliment you on it. <laughs> yeah. I think you should put it on in the car. I think you should put it on <laughs> the next time you're in a vehicle together. I think you should put it on and for, and like, just like nonchalantly sort of be like, this is what we're listening to today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, the next time you're about to like have sex, you put the podcast on. Yes. You want to you want a nut, babe? You're going to listen to an hour and a half of my storytelling. (laughs) 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 Oh, how about the ultimate orgasm listening to me on a podcast? (laughs) Yeah, you could also like when you post about it on your Instagram story, you could be like, it's really important to me that everyone in my life who loves me listens to this podcast or I won't believe that they love me. Um, (laughs) But I also think like you can just be like, did you listen to it? (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I think also like because he might not under like since it's not like it sounds like it's not something that's like a big part of your life and like he might not understand like because for some people like it it just feels I think it seems way more casual where whereas like he he might not understand that it is it actually is important to you because it's like like you said like it's maybe stuff that he's heard before but it since it does matter to you maybe it's worth verbalizing that in like a sort of a somewhat like nonchalant way but. It's fair to want him to consume your work. Yeah, absolutely. Don't feel guilty about that at all. Don't feel weird about that. But I think like so many podcasts are so casual or it's like just friends like shooting the shit or whatever that he might not understand that it feel it felt like like that was work to you. He might have thought of like he might have like a more casual understanding of what it is, depending on what podcast he listens to, because there are some where it's just like literally like, you know, it's it it just depends. But yeah, I does he understand- listen? He might not listen to podcasts at all. That's important context that might be missing. He just might not be a podcast person. And so in general might not be there. So yeah. you might just have to really spell it out for him. Like, I kind of think you're both right. Like, I don't think it's evil that he hasn't listened to it, but I don't think it's wrong for you to want him to and for him to say nice things about it. But I think it might just take, like, making a little, like, sideways comment or just asking him point blank. Yeah. Or um, not giving him sex until he listens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Being an Liz absolute. Estrada. Liz, Liz Estrada. Liz Estrada his ass. Liz Estrada podcast mode. <laughs> <laughs> That that's actually this caller's name. Lisa Strata podcast mode. <laughs> yeah, Lisa Strata podcast mode. I love it. <laughs> this American Lisa Strata. Um, okay, so let's move on. And we've got another email. And I have a strong sense of justice about these things. And I believe it's your turn to read. And and it looks like your your sense of justice has healed because remember last time you had a strong sense of justice and you were wrong every single time. <laughs> But at this point in time, your sense of justice is right on the mark. And I will read this. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Thank you. I am a 30-year-old cis straight woman, she, her, living in New York and seeking some dating advice. I've never been in a relationship and I've always told myself that I'm better off alone and don't need to be in a relationship to be happy. I'm starting to come to terms that I have also been lying to myself, much like Joel spoke of in a previous ep, and I want to feel like I deserve to be loved or even just liked, lol. But a couple weeks ago, I met a guy at IRL at a party, and we hung out all night, danced, talked, and spooched. We hung out a couple times since, and it's been real fun, and I feel like we just laughed the whole time. But I have a few hangups. The biggest one is me. I don't like people often, and when I do, I start freaking out and overthink when I'm not around the person. Am I texting too much or too little? The next one, and maybe the biggest... 
is that he's five years sober and I am notoriously not sober. Definitely a cake queen. <laughs> Lastly, I feel like I may be punching above my weight, especially considering there are so many hot women in New York. I guess I just want to know if you think this is worth pursuing considering the sobriety thing. And if it is, how do I not self-sabotage? Also, if you have time, <laughs> could you look at our respective Instagrams and tell me if this person is too hot for me? Sit on my face or else. And if I see Joel out on the street, I will give you a bump of K. Love you both. <laughs> okay, so we definitely did not look at your Instagrams. I just want to be clear about that. Um, we will not entertain that he's hotter than you. We just won't. No, no, no. I, I just absolutely do not believe in punching above weight. If you're, if you're connecting with a person, you're not punching above your weight. You connect. It's done. You already did it. There you go. That being said, I'm absolutely <laughs> punching above my weight right now. But um, let's, get, let's, get, let's, get on, <laughs> let's get on to naming. Let's get on to naming Imagine this if person. I was like, yeah, after saying all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's a K queen. K is a horse tranquilizer. Horses. Sea biscuit. She biscuit. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, Excellent. Um, so I want to address this is a, this is sort of a two part question, and I want to yes. address the first part because I think I I like can I completely relate to where she's coming from. Yeah, reading I, this, I, I was like, huh, wonder, wonder if Rachel <laughs> threw this in the talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is pretty exactly parallel to what I am going through right now, and I, I completely understand. I, I I similarly do not often find people that I connect with, and I I off and I similarly freak out um, as Mitra has sort of bared the brunt of a lot of freakouts over the last several months. Um, but I think like the thing that has really like helped me in this moment has been like really taking a step back and like not putting pressure on myself to like define or um, like um, sort of uh, structure this. Uh, like, like produce. Produce. Kind of. Yeah. Produce. Like just let it, it, it sounds like you're having a really fun time. And I think you should just like really sit back and let it be a fun time and not look too forward ahead into the future. And like trying to like, you know, worry about what it's going to be and just really enjoy it for what it is. Um, and trust that, that you are probably seeing somebody right now who is less crazy than you are. And I guarantee you is not thinking nearly as much about this as you are. I think also it's just like, and like, I, you know, I'm like, I think repeating things that I have said to you, Joel, it's just like, there are so many things that can go wrong. And like, you can't spend all of your time preparing for all of the things that might mm -hmm. go wrong. Because like, yeah, like things might not work out. But like, don't you want to enjoy things until then? Like, don't yeah. you want to have, g give yourself some fun? <laughs> and like, if you're having fun, and you're enjoying being around each other, like, I do think a fair, it is fair for you to be thinking about like the sobriety element, but just in terms of like, the relationship itself, if you both like each other and you enjoy being around each other and you're having fun, it's worth just like trying to force yourself through the initial discomfort of like letting yourself enjoy it. And then it will continue to get easier to enjoy it as time goes on. Just yeah. like anything that is new or unfamiliar, like the first little bit is always weird. And then it's like, oh, actually, it is more fun to go on a date and just enjoy the date than catastrophizing the entire time. Yeah. Do not dress rehearse for disaster. That is something that I do constantly. And that's something that I did really early on in my situation right now. And um, it's, not, it's just not healthy and it's not conducive to anything. You know, It doesn't like, add anything. Yeah. It, it takes away, you're like robbing yourself of the experience. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean like, of like, of course, it's like a natural thing to be like, oh God, like I haven't done, like I haven't dated in a while and I, this might not work out and I'm not used to dating and all this stuff, but it's like, and yet... You like this person and this person likes you. So 
that's pretty great. If despite all that, you still feel how you feel, like then you should follow it. Um, with regards to the <clears throat> sobriety, the sobriety thing, yeah. Um, I think that I mean, you met at a party. You've been going out and having fun. It's like it doesn't seem like it's some it's something to talk about. I think if you if things progress and you decide to be in a relationship, like how you're not sobriety makes this sober person feel. But I think a promising thing is that you met at a party setting yeah, and you had yeah, a great yeah. time and you danced and hooked up and all that stuff. And like, it feels like he's fine to be in those spaces. Like, I don't know if you were like fucked up there, but I imagine you were not sober in those spaces because like, I mean, <laughs> why would you be if you're not a sober person? Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I do think that it, it seems like he has a pretty good handle on it. But it's worth asking him how he feels. Yeah. And as long as I, I think as long as you're not like hiding how like what you do to have fun, I think that like, yeah, like it's he's clearly like as long as like he has a good context for like what you do on the weekends, then I don't think it's clearly not an issue for him. So, yeah, I know plenty of couples that like have one person who like rocks the fuck out and the other person sober and they still are able to have an amazing time together. I mean, I definitely like rock out more than Wit does for sure. I mean, I think like I'm pretty boring generally, but like I I do think like it's it's fine to not be on the same level in that way as long as like both people feel like safe and not pressured in either direction like he shouldn't make you feel judged and you shouldn't make him feel pressured so as long as there is an open line of communication i don't see why that would be a problem because it seems like it hasn't been so there's no reason to think it couldn't stay fine yeah and just one last thing about punching above your weight which is like a legitimate concern of mine constantly and a legitimate concern of mine right now. I mean, I, since being in New York for the last month and a half, like I've gotten demonstrably uglier um, and it's just a fact. And and it's a big concern. <laughs> no. But here, here's no. what I will say, though, like <laughs> that I've had to really trust and like understand and that I think like you're in a really unique position. You and I are both in unique positions to understand is that because we are people who do not like people often and do not connect to people often, like afford him the same knowledge like like there's a reason there there are reasons outside your physical attractiveness that he's obviously hanging out with you and it is probably because he hasn't connected with someone like this in a long time either and so mm -hmm. and that's like what i'm trusting in my current situation right now and like and that is like you just sort of have to remember that part like like people sometimes aren't completely shallow and you just have to sort of like live in that and and trust that yeah it's about the feeling but also you guys picked each other up at a party so it was probably horny and you guys yeah. are probably very physical. yeah he saw you live <laughs> he saw you live in the flesh like in the wild like it's not yeah. like you, you 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 know he was seeing your best photos on instagram first like he saw you he touched you he felt you he was inside of you he knows okay so like trust him to to do this we're not looking at your instagrams <laughs> okay great Should we move thank on you to she biscuit email? yeah yeah thank you, and she i biscuit. think i think it's time for me to read 
That is that is justice. Yeah. Okay. Dear Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, I am a gay-ish 19-year-old and have been with my girlfriend for over a year and a half. We were best friends throughout most of high school and began dating in senior year. Our codependency was really amplified this past year, and we mostly only visited and talked to each other. Even with our own mental health issues, our time together has still been really comforting and conflict-free up until these past couple of months. She now gets really mad at me for small things I say and do to the point where nearly every time we hang out, I do something wrong and she's mad at me for the rest of the day. We are both extremely sensitive people, so it is really easy for me to upset her and her anger really hurts me. She's been having a hard time with her family and her health, so I've tried not to let her feelings affect me too much, but I fear this has made me emotionally retreat from her. I started developing crushes on people at work, even men who I don't even really like, which I feel very guilty about. We are already falling into bed death, sometimes visiting her feel, uh, visiting her feels forced to just because she gets upset so easily and never wants to do anything other than cuddle in silence or sleep. She has chronic pain, so I don't blame her for this, but it is tough for me as a really restless person that is constantly overstimulated. There are also things I can't really talk to her about. She really is against the idea of me and only me doing any sort of drugs, so I stop talking to her about it and only smoke weed when I'm alone. That being said, we are all each other has right now. There is no other person on earth I feel this close with. She is so special to me, and we still have really good days. She really loves me and all of my ugliness. Things have been rough, but the idea of leaving her sounds so huge and scary. I don't know what I want. She leaves in a couple of weeks for school out of state, so we'll be long distance soon. Before she goes, we're going on a trip with my family. I know we are young, but I feel like I can never have something like this again. Do you have any advice for how I can mend and maintain our relationship, or do I have to break up with her? Oh, um, wow. Okay. Wow. Um, okay, so super codependent. Um, yeah, so, uh, codependent, 19-year-old lesbian, um, sort of, um, you know, <laughs> Ellen and Portia. Um, gay gardens. Gay gardens. Love it. <laughs> gay gardens. <laughs> gay gardens. Um, incredible. So um, I'm just going to skip to the end here and say, babe, you got to break up with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. I think there's there are a lot of options for you in this case. But my first instinct when I got to the end of this email and then remember by the time I got to this, the end of this email, I forgot that she was 19. And then when I scrolled back up and read it again, I was like, oh, my God, she's 19. Break up with her. Break up with her. Yeah, I I think it, it sounds to me like your relationship is hurting both of you. Like it, it doesn't sound good and 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 i understand like that pressure to like a that you feel like you don't have anyone else and b that you feel like she doesn't have anyone else and that's a lot of responsibility especially with her having issues with her family and her health and all of that but it's not your responsibility to like make that better and that and that's like part of what codependence is it's that feeling that like it is my responsibility to make sure that this person is okay it is their responsibility to make sure i'm okay i'm like the way that her anger affects you sounds really taxing to feel on a day-to-day basis like yeah i know it's not something you would want for someone else in your life so like it it makes me sad to think that this is something that you would accept for yourself in your life Um, yeah and it just this is this email is just riddled with like guilt like it just feels like you're still there because you feel guilty for leaving you feel preemptively guilty for leaving and i think um ultimately scared yeah scared is to have no one to have no one else but like you're, you are so young and I, I just guarantee you that like, I mean, this person has been such a huge part of your life for such formative parts of your life that mm-hmm. that can really be tough to uproot. But I just, trust me, you have so, so, so much 
like change ahead of you anyways, that like, I just don't think you have a full scope of, of how big your life is going to be without her anyways. Um, and I also think like you have a really good out here. I mean, she's going to school out of state. There's no reason you should be long distance. I think like that's a really good place to sort of end things um, mm -hmm. is before she goes. I would do it maybe before you go on the trip with your family, but that's dealer's choice. Maybe go on the trip with the family and wait until after that trip and then break up with her before she goes to school. But it's up to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think certainly you don't have to break up with her. Certainly you I think like a solution if that feels too big is to it, the thing the thing that I feel like is like I don't believe that in your current state you will try to make new friends. It doesn't sound like you will. It sounds like you really feel like stuck in this. And like, yes, that is like a closeness that is you like. Of course, you'll never find anyone who makes you feel exactly like how this person makes you feel again. Like, that's why dating is so scary, because like then when that person is gone, if that person is gone, that like that the unique way that you make each other feel is over. OK, that's fine. But you can find other people who make you feel really good, whether it's a friend, a new friend or another another partner or whatever it is. But it's like you should really focus on, like if you're like restless and you're dying to go out and like do other things and be around other people, you should be doing that because it allows you to be a better partner. Like having your own space and taking your own time and taking care of yourself is a good thing for your relationship and for your life in general. Your life shouldn't be this small if you don't want it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that you will break up. So um, <laughs> I think you should because it sounds like it's really, really stressful based on the email that you sent. I think it will be painful because there's clearly a lot of love there, but I think it will be very good for you. And if not, you should at the very least prioritize yourself more than you are right now. Yeah. You come first. You come first, Gay Gardens. <laughs> okay. Should well, we take a little break? We got to take a little break. Contractually. We have to. We have Contractually. To. We have to. It's in our okay. contract. It's in our contract. That's okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, hello. We're back. Hi, we're it's back us again. Um, <laughs> and you know, um, things haven't reset after the break. It is still Mitra's turn to read this next email, and I'm actually really jealous she gets to read this email because this is this is one for the books. <laughs> hello to my favorite, my favorite restaurant. <laughs> my favorite. I'm a 27-year-old woman, pronouns she, her, cannot fully identify as bisexual, but rest assured there are bisexual thoughts <laughs> brewing. And for the <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Actually, incredible. Um, and for the first time since high school, I have a bully. <laughs> Even worse, uh, the first time since high school, I have a bully. Even worse, it is a middle-aged man on rollerblades. Every week, I walk down a beautiful waterfront path while taking, taking my FaceTime therapy sessions. It really calms me down to get moving and be outdoors while absentmindedly unloading my trauma to any bystanders. There is a roughly 50-year-old man on rollerblades who passes me every week and slings brutal insults at me in a sing-songy tone. 
When it first started happening, I was so caught off guard and it happened so fast because blades that I didn't understand what was happening. But after several weeks of hearing the melodies of ignorant slut and stupid pig, I started to catch on. I think the singing throws me off more than the rollerblades. My therapist, who is a secondhand witness to these encounters, thinks he is deeply troubled, deeply troubled and recommends talking back to him and asking for an explanation, which is different because blades. I suggested a lobotomy and my therapist even agreed which means I'm not a monster. I've tried moving to a far side of the path when I see him coming, but no dice. I don't want to stop coming to the path because I really like it, and the other parts of my neighborhood have steep hills, so I just end up huffing and puffing. What do I do? Throw marbles in his path? Banana peels? Auto-tune his insult songs and make him go viral? Go full-on foam at the mouth crazy? I'd love to just ignore it, but it's really messing with the vibe of therapy for me, and I feel like I end up undoing all the work I... I just put forward to try to feel better about myself. Plus, it's driving me fucking nuts. Unhinged and elaborate revenge plots encouraged. Thank you deeply and sit on my face. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Um. Okay. Rollerblade. Um. Bisexual brewing thoughts. Um. <laughs> X Games. Um. um. Oh, what's the um, Elliot Page? Oh, uh, Whiplash. Whiplash, yes. Um, roller Derby. Um, roller Herbie. Herbie. Roller Herbie. <laughs> Love it. Sure. Roller Herbie fully loaded, more like <laughs> Roller Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I, I want to start off by saying this to people, to everyone. This is a general note to everyone. When you write or call in and you pitch ideas for your own problems, you are taking food off my table you are are taking so much from us okay because now we can't suggest those things okay because you've already done it you this is not a place for you to pitch ideas this is a place for you to come for problems all right yes we're 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 questions only here questions only unless of course if you have these ideas yeah exactly unless you're giving a update but if you have these ideas why do you even need us why do you even need us, babe? Just go for it. <laughs> okay, this is real. That was really harsh, but um, I do have some other ideas for her. Great. Okay. I think she should film him. I think she should start filming him. And I think that would really bother him. I think that would really, really bother him and start putting it on TikTok. And I think, like, if this is, you have a TikTok page devoted to this man and his insults, I think it would go heavily viral. And I think you'd be a big star. And he would be a big star. I think you should, but I think you should get like a, like, have like a, a real like camera so he really knows that mm-hmm. you are filming him and it's going to go somewhere and he's going to have to reckon with this i also think you could sing back at him i think like um like i don't think you necessarily need to auto-tune his insult songs but i think you come prepared with your own insult songs i think you've <laughs> this has been happening enough and you've been able to anticipate it enough that i think you have the ability to come up with some really biting insults of your own and you should be able to sing them back at him Here's my pitch is you get you get your friends to form a choir with you. So the next yeah. time he rollerblades past, they're walking like, I don't know, like 100 feet behind you. Yeah, because you are on goes, therapy right he now. He goes, you are an ignorant slut. And then he he keeps rollerblading. And then like 200 feet later, 20 of your friends pop out and go, no, you are the ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or um, I think you could. I was thinking maybe it would be fun to have like a a water gun, like a. a I was literally, but oh my god, I was literally about to say carry a spray bottle with you because yeah. I I don't think you can trip him. I no. don't think banana peels or, or marbles works. I mean, I know you were being silly with that pitch, but here's the thing. I do think a water gun um, or uh, a, a water bottle sort of situation or, or just throwing liquid on him in general, water, just water, um, water. is fair. It's fair. It's totally fair. It's not that invasive. And yeah, I if think you get like a little um, squirt gun. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's shocking. It's shocking. It really is shocking. And I feel like you are safe doing that too, because I feel like there's not a lot he can do on rollerblades to harm you because that's a really unstable sort of position to be in. Um, yeah. Even if he's a larger man, you can really just push him back. Um, yeah, and you're on the phone easier, with your therapist. It's easier for you to knock him down in that situation than mm-hmm. for him to knock you down, I think. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of recourse. And, and honestly- like as, long, as soon as you get on like the grass, like what's he going to do? Like run on his fucking little rollerblades on the grass? No, absolutely not. He's stuck. Um, I mean, you might get in trouble because he sounds really gay. Um, and that, <laughs> so he might, you know, this might be misread as some sort of hate crime. I'm, I'm projecting a lot onto him, obviously. But um, I mean, rollerblades and singing, it's pretty gay. Pretty gay. <laughs> I, think, I think what you should do is collect several weeks worth of evidence and then whip out the squirt gun. Yeah, Absolutely. And then be like, oh, you want to come for me? Well, how about this? And then you show him the compilation. And then ultimately, I just think that this is a real When Harry Met Sally situation. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real You've Got Mail, okay? And he's sort of the big bookstore trying to shut down your little bookstore. Oh, that's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I meant. Real contentious, real contentious. But at the end, I think you're going to meet in the park and kiss. Yeah. So, I mean, they're already at the park. Yeah, you, you're halfway Let's there. Let's ahead to the kids. You're halfway there. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what you should do. Next time he does it, get on your knees and propose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a fun meet you. Okay. That's all. Moving on. We do have a phone call. Finally. Finally. Yeah. We can give, our, we can give our, our fucking reading brain arrest okay i'm shutting down that part of my brain right now i'm not doing it for the rest of the day i refuse to yeah. read joel my sense of justice tells me that there's a voicemail there is a voicemail and we're going to listen to it right now hi joel and mitra mitra and joel i'm calling because i'm worried that my friend might be getting love bombed i am a 17 year old woman <laughs> i guess is that important anyway This friend recently moved away to a different state and we've been keeping in touch and recently informed me that he is in his first relationship and I'm really happy for him. This is his first boyfriend though and he's really excited that this guy is finally initiating with him and he's not, I don't know, a straight guy just pretending to be flirty. Anyway, there's been a lot of moving really, really fast, meeting families, saying I love you within the first couple of weeks. And I've been doing a bunch of research and just feeling like love bombing may be what's happening. But, you know, it is long distance and it's only what Casey is what I'm going to call my friend is telling me. 
So I talked to our mutual friend, and our mutual friend thinks that I'm being unfair or rude by commenting on Casey's relationship and judging his choice of partners and saying that I don't think he can pick good partners, which I don't think is happening, and I'm not sure what to do or what to say because I do live out of state, so it could all be speculation. So I'm just wondering if you guys have ever been in a situation where you're noticing red flags in a friend's relationship and what to do. Okay, bye. Thank you. Okay. So we've got sort of um, an investigative journalist here. Um, Um, Conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy sheerist. (laughs) Conspiracy sheerist. Okay. Great. Okay, babe. (laughs) Time for some tough love. You need. (laughs) I think you sound really bored. Uh, You sound really, really bored. I do not think you're being rude necessarily, but here's the thing about love bombing that I've done my own research in love bombing. Okay. And it does not sound like a really important part of being love bombed is not just like the affection, but it's like guilting someone into reciprocating that affection, isolating them from, you know, their friends and family and like not honoring like their space or their boundaries. That's like a big part of it. And I'm, we just don't have, it doesn't sound like you have not given us enough context and it doesn't sound like you have enough context to really make the call on this being love bombing. And to me, I'm like, it sounds mutual. Yeah. It sounds completely mutual, which means it can't be, it means they're, they're love bombing each other maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, like, I mean, I I honestly like don't know a ton about love bombing, but from my understanding, like this is mutually moving really quickly. Doesn't sound like love bombing. Yeah. Honestly, when our it sounds like said two young were people. seventeen. Yes, yeah. I was just like, this just sounds like young love. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds like know. especially especially if he's gay. Like the thing is, is like you you we just don't get to have those kinds of like young like intense relationships like that a lot of people get in high school you know it just doesn't happen for us a lot because of the you know there's not a lot of options and you just don't find somebody so like the first time you're in a relationship yes this is probably going to happen this is probably yes they're saying i love you yes they're meeting each other's families like it sounds like this is just something that happens in young gay relationships and a lot of young relationships regardless of sexuality i think Um, i think it's like it can be moving faster than you think it should without it being like something sinister. And like, yeah, like it, it will probably blow up. Like, like yeah. that's because that's like what happens when you're a teen and you're yeah. in love is like, it happens really fast. It feels fucking crazy. And like nothing like that will ever happen again. And no one's ever known a love like this. And we're going to be together forever. And then like two months later, it's like, they're dead to me. I never want to see them again. <laughs> exactly. So I think like, and and also like it's okay for you to get like a bad vibe like there might be th- this per- there might be something off with this person but ultimately it sounds like no one's asking yeah so- and also the it sounds like vibe is the the correct word here because nothing you've described or outlined for us in your call is a red flag i'm sorry none of it is a red flag on its face value now you might be getting like vibes that we are not privy to that you can't explain in a voicemail and that's fair but at this point i don't think on paper any of this is red flags mm-hmm. and it just sounds like you need a you need something to do you need something else to do maybe think- watch a show i just think if if your friend 
asks for your opinion. If your friend is like, is this moving too fast? You can say, yeah, I think you could maybe pump the brakes a little bit, but it doesn't sound like that's happening. So you, I think all this does really is make your friend probably not want to talk to you about what sounds like a very exciting time in his life. Um, and you're, you're going to alienate people with that attitude, I think. And, yeah. and it's, and it's not to say like, you can't have your opinions and you like you don't have to like this guy, but, and you don't have to support how quickly they're moving, but it's not your life. It's not your business. Yeah. Um, and you, you will, if you, if you're right, you want to be able to, to be there to support this person when it does blow up. Okay. And mm-hmm. like, you want to be like, so, you know, maybe dial it back with the judgment a little bit just for your the sake of your friendship so that when he, it does inevitably explode, you can say, I told you so. And, and that so, feels great. This is what therapy is for. And this is what a, a journal is for. <laughs> like, write it all, write it out. Get, crank out a few pages about this and you'll feel a lot better. And also, who knows, maybe you have another friend who also doesn't like this relationship and you can complain to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That might help a lot too. But clearly the friend that you're talking to is not on the same page as you, so you need to stop trying to convince them. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Because when you have a friend who's not on the same level in terms of how much you want to shit talk something, there's no worse feeling. I completely understand Nothing. that. But you can't Nothing convince worse. them. And you like you need to get out of there. That to me, hit the eject button ASAP with this friend who is not down to shit talk. (laughs) That is like um, it's honestly the 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 most frustrating part about um, the my situation is that he really doesn't like to shit talk anybody, even people who deserve it. And it's really difficult. That's why I have you, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll shit talk. I'll shit talk anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there isn't a person in the world I wouldn't shit talk. I'm so sweet. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you're being rude. I do think you're being overinvolved. I do think you're a good friend. I just think you're young, and he's young, and that's what this is. So, um, start watching Pretty Little Liars, and and that'll satiate your need for drama. Start watching Pretty Little Liars and hit up the Urgent Care Pod email with any thoughts you have. <laughs> I'm, I'm still looking to chat. So. I can actually, that can go directly to Mitra's DMs, I think. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't need to see email. that. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. <laughs> I don't need to see that, aka your takes on Pretty Little Liars. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just need to hear them at length on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Joel, guess what? We Another perfect it. episode. <laughs> Another perfect episode of Urgent Care. Um, sort of coming in under an hour. I thought this one would run long, honestly. Um, well, but we got we to are. it. Yeah. Um, and I've got I've got boys to text, pictures of raccoons too. I'm doing mushrooms in the park today. Um contemplating my body acne, you know, it's a lot, a lot going on for me. Hey, actually, can I say something really quick since we have the time and we're done with yeah. the episode? Um, <laughs> if I post a picture of myself on my Instagram, please do not DM me. I think it's so inspiring that you post pictures of yourself despite your acne. Um, I don't want that. I don't want to be inspiring in that way. I've gotten a couple of messages like that. Um, where people have told me I'm beautiful despite my skin problems. And that is actually not helpful to me or my psyche. So please cease and desist. (laughs) That is a great PSA. It's psycho, psycho behavior, psycho behavior. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that. Yeah. If, if it's a compliment that you would not want to receive, then don't give it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, on that so, note, on a that perfect note, week. finally. <laughs> um, thank you so much to Chelsea. Thank you so much to Ryan. Thank you so much to Colin. Thank you so much to July. Thank you to everyone at Earwolf. Oh my God. And if you want to be featured on this glorious podcast, you can email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com or you can phone call us. Phone call us. That's not right. You can call us at 323-334-0371. Please try and keep your voicemails to under two minutes and keep your emails reasonably paced. Okay? <laughs> reasonably paced. There's only so there's only so fast we can read. I, I really can't read that fast. Um, thank you, Joel. And um, Mitra, hmm? thank you. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.